Brain Buster Boys are brought to you by Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. Absolutely. Uh, so wanted to get your take on the Bengals and Joe Burrow. And I think Bo was going to ask you something about the AFC North in general. But let's just start with the, you know, our hometown team, the Bengals, Joe Burrow. Obviously, injury cut short his season last year, but was looking amazing and, you know, exactly what this city and franchise needs. And I know it was just a small sample size, but everyone here is fired up. What are you thinking for the Bengals outlook in 2021 and beyond with Joe Burrow? I, I, I want to be optimistic. Yeah. Joe Burrow's, Joe Burrow's not, Joe but Burrow's it's hard. Not, yes. It, well, yeah. it's just, it's just because we're into the great unknown here as far as the offensive line and the yes. protection. And I look yes. at a team right now, that, you know, made some strides. And I know there's going to be different coaching under Frank Pollard, who's coming back to the team. And he's a very good and established offensive line coach. So maybe that'll help solve some of the problems. You know, you got Jonah Williams, you got, you know, Michael Jordan. These are younger players who I'm pretty sure have improved, you know, are going to, be, are going to improve from 2020 to 2021. Riley Reef comes on board at the right tackle position. I know he's now in his thirties, but should be solid enough there. I think, you know, the depth issues concern me a little bit. Uh, when it comes to this, if something were to happen at right tackle, I don't know how the Bengals or left tackle. Yeah. I don't know how the Bengals address that. I, I really don't. I, I don't. I think their depth right now is pretty horrible. That concerns me. Lou Anarumo has a lot to prove as a defensive coordinator. Quite yeah. honestly, this was just a terrible defense and, and by every standard in 2020. And I know that the offense wasn't helping out, you know, in terms <laughs> of being able to control the football, especially after Joe Burrow went down and with no Joe Mixon, they had no answer or running back. But are, are they going to be markedly better with Trey Hendrickson coming on board? Can the secondary, you know, with Trey Wayans back healthy, can that help them out? Can they get some good play at linebacker? It's been a while. They just, mm -hmm. they, they've been slow afoot at that spot, you know? So I just, those are the things that concern me about the Bengals a bit. And also let's not forget too, you know, this is beside, you know, I think the NFC West is probably the toughest division in football on paper. But when you look at the AFC North, Cleveland legit Super Bowl contender, Baltimore pretty darn close and Pittsburgh, They've never had a losing season under Mike Tomlin, and they have been Roethlisberger back. I know their offensive line, a lot of questions there, but I feel a lot more confident about Pittsburgh and their track record of success than I do with the Bengals under yeah. Zach Taylor. So that's what makes it a tough go. I don't, I mean, does six wins represent progress? Seven wins? Is that enough for Zach Taylor to keep his job? I mean, when Mike, Mike Brown gave him the, the dreaded vote of confidence at the end of last season after just his second year on the job, Yep. I'm like, whoa, does he really feel that he needs to do this? Yeah. So when I see something like that, it just makes me wonder. But knock on wood for Bengals fans. You, you deserve <laughs> good things. You really do. It's been yeah. since 1990 that you all won a playoff game. You deserve something nice. I hope you get it. 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 Episode 51. My name is Brett Jagger, along with Beaumont Rand. Who are they? 
Who are they? Who are they? What? Which actually is a long version of saying who. Day. Day. Bay. Bay. The Bengals are going to the fucking Super Bowl. <laughs> no, you I think, say it. You I'm, say I'm, it now. The Bengals are going to the Super Bowl. And like, well, like, I think one thing to like, just kind of kick this off is like, I think we both laughed at oh one, at, at some point. Like, you just muted yourself. <laughs> he gets so excited. He mutes himself in an episode that we're not going to edit. <laughs> yeah. And, and it, it was just a very bizarre, you know, like kind of, watching or just reaction to that because like with Louisville like whenever the other big sports celebration I had when Louisville basketball won the national championship in 2013 it was all very like expected yeah you know and Louisville basketball had this tradition of winning and the the Bengals obviously not and they were the number one overall seed that year yeah 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 you knew yeah yeah yeah. but like this is coming off two seasons of combined six 25 and one and everyone wanted to fire the coach, yep. fire the defensive coordinator. And we're Ooh, headed to the fucking not fu- not Super Bowl. Not fire that guy at all. Our, our man, Lurubo, does his beautiful mind, uh, goodwill hunting routine at halftime and somehow yep. shuts down Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs and the Bengals win 27-24. And we're going to the fucking Super Bowl. Unbel- like, it, 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 it still hasn't set in. Like, <laughs> no. and, 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 and I have done everything I could to make it set in. Like, I have, like... And every like sort of like interstitial moment at work have been on the NFL subreddit. Yeah. Like I, I've even one of my favorite things is I've gone on all of our divisional opponents subreddits and they are so <laughs> fucking pissed. Especially you want to know who's the most pissed? Guess which guess which team subreddit is the most pissed in the AFC North? The Browns. The Ravens. Really? Interesting. Yeah. yeah I, I think a big part of them is mad that like Burrow instantly had more postseason success than Lamar. But yeah. yeah. Like they are more like I think the Browns more so like feel for us, even though I feel like yeah. the Browns. Well, I figured you were trying to throw me off there, so that's why I said Browns. Yeah, but. yeah. Well, and, and Browns are like, you know, like I think they hope they would be what we are now for sure. You know, well, it's and, like Marvez said, and we've brought it up a few times: the changing of the guard, or so he and many people thought last year in the AFC North, but it happened this year, baby. Um, and the Bengals, yeah, and I mean, what do we call it Mar- Marvez Stradamus? Yeah, <laughs> and Marvez I don't talk about it too, too much on this show, but like I worked for the Bengals 2013 14, like that was my full time job, it was an internship or a temp job, whatever. And I've worked home games every year since 2015, so I'm around this shit a lot. Grew up here, you know, it's like it's still it's Tuesday night right now, and it still like hasn't fully set in, you know, no, and not at all. It's just crazy. And uh, we had certainly uh, some unique, just a unique situation in watching the game. Um, we both caught very, very mild cases of COVID last week. Actually, when we were talking on our last episode or intro, we, we both were objectively you know, positive with COVID. Yeah. That was like when we found out was last Monday, your mine was even more mild than yours. I mean, you at least had like cold symptoms. Yeah. A a slight shortness of breath and a cough, but like they were, I was complete, like they began on Sunday night. Uh, they were completely gone by Thursday and yeah, yeah, you know, I, 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 I went back to my parents and you know, uh, they, they have a big basement where I have a lot of room to move around in and, 
Yeah, I've also had, I'd say, no symptoms since Thursday. But because of this, you know, obviously we're like, you don't know what to do. We've been symptom-free for days, but we've still probably got it. So we just decided, you know what, fuck it. Let's watch the game together. My roommate was gone, so we had the house to ourselves. Well, he was here for the first quarter. We had masks on, what have you. But uh, And, yeah, that first half. 21 to three and the chiefs going in to score again. And we both said it like when Eli Apple made that tackle on Tyree kill to end the half, it's like, if we're going to win this game, it's going to come back to that play right yeah, there. And that was it. And I fully believe that had, had the chiefs even got a field goal there and not, and you're like, imagine if they fucked this up and I'm yeah. like, there's no way. And they mm. fucked it up. They did. Cause Andy they Reed got the or ball. Patrick Mahomes didn't call a timeout. Yeah. Know, I think it anything. was Mahomes. Like, you know. You know, the play was obviously to throw to the end zone and he messed it up. But yep. uh, I guess he thought cert- Tyreek Hill would just get it. Would yeah, just get past I mean, that clearly. certainly gave the Bengals and defensive coordinator Lou Anarumo all the motivation they needed. Incredible halftime adjustments. I think they held the Chiefs to like 80 something. And three yards points. The Chiefs only got three yeah. points after that. When they scored it's three crazy. consecutive. T- and that was on the last drive of the game. Yep when they scored three consecutive touchdowns to start it. I mean, it seemed like we were going to get blown out. Yep. So like, not like only we are we in the Super Bowl, we beat the chiefs in arrowhead to get there down 18, overcoming the larger tying the largest deficit in a championship game. It's just unbelievable. But yeah, yeah. We, we basically watched this game shut in essentially, you know, yeah. obviously we had friends out and about at the bars and what have you, but, uh, we certainly had ourselves quite a little night. Oh, we had ourselves a jolly time, <laughs> you know. Uh, Which is why we're doing this on a Tuesday night right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, oh, literally Monday was probably one of the most hungover I've ever been. I had to go to work. It was fucking <laughs> yeah. rough, man. Uh, but totally worth it. Like, I remember thinking, like, at multiple points during, like, the post-game night, whenever we were watching Rams Niners, and even after that when we got the uh, drunk idiot Micah on the phone. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Which was hilarious. Some, watching some new Japan. Oh, 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 we were chirping. We were talking with my Sano. You know, we yeah. were we, we were going off. Anyone. Uh, yeah, yeah. But uh it was um no, it was a I don't know. Like I remember thinking at multiple points during that night, like, man, tomorrow's gonna suck. But like this is like I don't want to say once in a lifetime because the Bengals have been to the Super Bowl both when we've been alive, albeit like we either like one two. year old. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very, very young. Um but it truly feels that way, you know, yeah. like, like I've been trying to think of a way to explain this to like a non-fan, like what it means to, for the Bengals to go to the Super Bowl. And it's not just like, oh, the Bengals have just been a bad team for so long. Like, it feels like there's always just been so much going against them that have like characterized them more so than that. Like people have always thought the Bengals are like a dirty team, yeah. you know, like there, there's always been like kind of a little bit of like a, a, a flavor of, of that that's been associated with and the just Bengals. Easy it's made to it seem hate. more impossible. They're yeah. easy to hate on and, you know, from an oh, outsider's yeah. perspective yeah, more, more, more and so, easy to make fun of. Oh, yeah. More so than a hapless team like the Browns or the Lions, who have, like, lost just as much, if not more, and more spectacularly. But they yeah. just kind of don't have, like, the reputation that the Bengals have had. And one of my favorite comments I've seen on Reddit this week was that the Bengals are representing all the shitty teams in the Super Bowl. Yeah, you know, like, like the Bengals are like the the standard bearer, like carrying the flag for Lions, Jaguars, Jets. Absolutely. You know, like, and, and I kind of saw that, and I was like pretty proud. I was like, hell yeah! 
Well, and it's just so crazy because, again, hadn't even won a playoff game in 31 years. Now we're in the Super Bowl, and um, Mm -hmm. there's a Bengals podcast. It's two beat writers that are friends of mine that I'm hoping maybe we could get on in the next couple of weeks. But Jay Morrison and Paul Daner Jr., the podcast is called Hear That Podcast Growling. Shout out to those guys. But I think it was Jay made the point of, like, win or lose the Super Bowl, no matter what happens – nothing like as, as a Bengals fan is ever going to feel like this no. because it happened so abruptly, so out of the blue well, after so the 90s. Unex- and so unexpected mm-hmm. this rise where it's like, now we're here now each year, it's going to be expected for the Bengals to be here or be this good. Mm-hmm. So as a fan, it's like, this is just like you're shot out of a rocket out of space. And it's like, Holy shit, we've arrived. So it's like we're never, ever going to forget this. Like no. it's never going to feel this same way as it does right now because now we're at the table and it's expected year in and year out. Oh, yeah. And I just thought that was a great point. And mm-hmm. just, man, it's been a hell of a ride and can't wait to see what happens in, I guess, 12 days. Yeah. Well, to go through the 90s where the Bengals, you know, were, were more abundant and, you know, your Shula, Coslet, Dick LeBeau, you know, the, the yeah. unholy trinity just there. Probably the worst team in the 90s, I would yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably easily by, like, record and qualitative analysis. Yeah. Um, but then to go through who I have ultimate respect for, Marv, Marvin Absolutely. Lewis. You know, who made the Bengals respectable, but also had a tenure that was equally frustrating for many reasons. Had, had very good teams. Two different good teams, I will say. Yes, yeah, like seven playoffs. Seven playoff appearances, yeah. yeah, over like two phases of the team. Oh, yeah, yeah, like the Ocho Cinco Carson Palmer team had a high point, and then your Dalton Green team probably yeah. had like a longer plateau. Yeah. But like to go through all that and and to get here, it's just been like, I don't know, it's it's breathtaking. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, people forget the Dalton teams made the playoffs five consecutive years. Yep. 2011 through 15, they were in the playoffs every year, but yep. didn't win a game. Yep. And now again, like we talked about it previously, and I mentioned earlier about 625 and one, and it's like now we're in the soup. Like, how could anyone ever have seen this coming? You know, even in a perfect world, mm-hmm. no one would have ever seen this coming. You know, yeah. I, we, we expected Joe Burrow to be great. You know, we thought Jamar Chase could be a pretty damn good, you know, playmaker. Well, well everyone Luana, flipped out too, you know, about Yeah, Sewell. I mean, I was like, on seriously team before school. the season. I was too. Like, like, yeah. like, I, I like, so many times in the last few years, I've been like, if Mike Brown does this, I'm done. Mm-hmm. Like, if Mike Brown drafts, uh, what's his name, Chase Young, another Chase, yeah, know, yeah, over Joe Burrow. Like, we we entertain that thought, and uh, then you know the the whole Sewell thing, which we were like, rumors came out that we were going to take Chase, and yeah. everyone was like, no, I know, no. Joe Burrow just got a near catastrophic knee injury last yep. year. You know. And there's no, I'm gonna. There's no way in hell they're here without Jamar Chase. Just oh, facts. I mean, not. he's just an absolute game changer. And I mean, the Chiefs held him in check this past game, but he still got the touchdown. And let's not forget what he did against them in Week 17, shredding them for 266 yards. Yep. And he made that long play against the Titans, which led to the first score. Like, yeah, he's just unbelievable. And, yeah, I don't think Penn A. Sewell, no disrespect to him. I think he had a good get, season, too, for Detroit. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he's getting us to the Super Bowl. No. Um, but, yeah, man, it's just crazy. Uh, the game – like, again, how on earth did the defense shut Patrick Mahomes down? I don't know what 
happened at halftime. Well, Louie Anarumo turned into Alexander the Great. Yeah. And you know, like instantly. The, like just, We made the know. beautiful mind reference, the Goodwill Hunt, of him just like whatever he's writing on the whiteboard at halftime. Oh, yeah, like math, like, problems, oh, like math problems. There like it is. The it's so clear now. Yeah, 3D calculus like going on. Uh, and then uh, Mike Brown, you know, Leonardo da Vinci. He had, like, you know, what's the Leonardo da Vinci thing with the naked guy like that? Yeah, Somebody I know. Used to do one like that, but with Chase's face on it. And then when like, he uh, accepted the Lamar Hunt trophy, he's like, everyone's going to be hoodaying the night away tonight. Oh, <laughs> man. I actually, we re- sure were. So I, I read a funny thing. I think uh, it may have been before the Bengals won. It was someone asked Marvin Lewis about it. And they're like, hey, what do you think? And Marvin Lewis, of course, was like, hey, I'm really happy. You know, I really like treasure my time in the organization. Has no bitterness. Obviously, Marvin Lewis, great dude. Yeah. You know, nothing but respect for him. But he had mentioned that Mike Brown is a pretty low-key guy. And people were like, what do you think Mike Brown will do if the Bengals go to the Super Bowl? And he's like, oh, he'll probably, like, go home and have, like, a glass of red wine and read yeah. a book. And yeah. he totally seems like that guy. Absolutely. He? Yeah. Well, yeah, again, having worked for the team, like you said it, nothing but respect for Marvin Lewis. Like, same to me for working there. He couldn't have treated me better for two years. Just a great guy. And even Mike Brown, I mean, goddamn, the guy got shit on so many years in this town for, quote, not wanting to win, not trying to win, et cetera, et cetera. cetera, Yeah. Similarly, you know, there, I don't know if there's any NFL team where the owner is out at practice every single day. Like, like sitting no in a golf what. cart, you know, yeah. like, yeah. He's out there and again, treated me the lowly intern with nothing but respect in my years there. And I'm just so happy for him. You know, their whole family, obviously, their family owns the team. Um, just this whole city. I mean, I don't know if you've seen. You know, there's been so many fan reaction videos and whatnot on the internet, but yeah, it's been see, fun. There's so many people like shotgunning cans of Skyline chili and shit like that. Have oh, you seen true. any of just no, people, shoot people chugging, chugging Skyline chili, shotgunning Skyline? They're they're about to make they're about to have the biggest week they have ever had, the biggest two weeks they've ever had. Oh, seriously, yeah. everyone's going to be talking about it. And it's you funny know. because Gold Star is actually the Bengals' yes, official yes. sponsor, but who, Skyline who, 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 is, of course, going to get. Which I, honestly, I think Dixie Chili should get. Some oh yeah, love, they, baby. they should. But also, I think we should also say that like we have had Gold Star, the Gold Star by your house, way more than we've, and the Skyline's right across the road. I know. You know I like we are Gold the, Star guys. I know? have had Skyline twice this week, though. I had it last night. I had it last it's night. been so long, and I'm like, man, that fucking three-way was awesome. So I went and got another. <laughs> because, yeah, we've gotten Gold Star and Dixie, or as we like to call it, Coxie, so many times. And, yeah, they're all they're all great. And if yeah. you've never had them, try them. And if you hate oh, them. Oh, you will. If you watch, like, the morning shows. <laughs> no. Like, 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 like the, the NBC, like, the Today Show, like, they always do, like, here's our Super Bowl spread. It is going to yeah. be chock full of Skyline Chili this year. It's going to be crazy. Yeah. Like, like actually, when I was in, living in Carbondale, Illinois, I, like, made – I was the person who made all the food for a Super Bowl party. It was the year that um, the Patriots beat the offensive guru – in uh, my, my ass in the Super Bowl, um, <laughs> and like I literally boiled like two big pots of noodles and all these hot dogs, yeah. and like bought like I think about eight cans of Skyline, yeah, like like the canned chili because they sell they sold it at the Kroger in Carbondale. Kroger being how did it go up? Did people like it? Yeah, yeah, people loved it. 
Like most, yeah, yeah. I don't think anybody had it and was like, this is disgusting, you know? Yeah, some people will be. You know, I, I think I think it was a crowd that was receptive to it, and I, like, built it up, and everybody yeah. knew I was doing it and put put in all this hard work and, and money to, like, you know, make the Super Bowl party happen. But, like, yeah. yeah. Did you do a good. did you do a dip too, or just the like the, the I, Coney's I, I, and three I, I've ways? I've never done a dip, but during the Raiders game, uh, one of Dylan's siblings made. I think it was Luke, yeah, or, or Jesse, as I like to call him, made a dip. We had uh, one at Addie's maybe for the Jets game too. Oh or, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that t- again from going to that Jets game. So we beat the shit out of the Ravens on the road to go five <laughs> and two. Like that's the moment. Like Joe Burrow had said it, like that's when I knew we could do what we're doing right now was that yeah. game. I remember oh, yeah, telling it was like shocking. Yeah. yeah. I remember telling Vetter, my old my business partner, who's not like a big sports fan, but like he get I'm like, dude, we are legit. We're for real. Oh my God, I can't believe I'm saying that. And then you lose to Mike White. And the yeah. not not just the Jets, but Mike White threw for over 400 fucking yards. Yeah. And then we got blown out by the Browns at home. You're five and four. And it's like, okay, same old Bengals. But they go to Vegas. They beat the Raiders and, you know, had a couple more. But, like, this team is just – it's it's felt different, Ob- yeah. obviously. Yeah, it's still it, – it's just – it's unfathomable. I mean, yeah. Joe Burrow truly is the king. He truly is that good. We've already talked about Chase. Let's not forget T. Higgins, Joe Mixon, C.J. Uzama – the Ben don't break offensive line somehow has found a way. Yep. I don't know how the fuck they're going to contain Aaron Donald, but uh, that's a different story for a different day. And then yeah. of course our boy Lou Anarumo's defense, they've been ball hawking. They've been turnover hungry. Each of the three playoff games has ended with the Bengals interception on yep. the defensive side well, of the ball. And I think we have to play the Titans game kind of like amplified though. Cause like Stafford's easily better than Taney Hill. You but know. he's prone. He's prone to throw picks. That's he's prone sure. to throw picks, and I think like we're gonna have an easier time. Like, despite like Cooper Cup having like a world class season this year, and Odell Beckham being a cock, uh, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's in L.A. You know, of course, kind of a home game for them, but you know there'll be but, tons of Bengals fans. I don't there know. And tons of neutral fans too. I don't know. Like, 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 man, like I, I actually went through an ESPN article today where they had picks, and there were more picks for Bengals than Rams. Like to win, not, yes, not joking. Like a lot, a lot of people like legitimately believe, like, yeah, this is it. Yeah, you know? I mean, shit, like, 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 <laughs> it feels like it. I mean, I think the Chiefs are better than the Rams. The Rams are definitely good. They're deserving to be here, but they don't yeah. scare me. No, I mean, Aaron Donald scares me for because that's he's an interior, he's a D tackle, well, and that's we, we, basically what the Titans did. Well, to, and like, we throw they, screen passes very well too to Chase. Yeah. To Mixon, you know, we're going to need that big time. They're just these guys, I mean, these quick it's, outs. It's a similar defensive scheme as the Titans have. So, and yeah. they cut us up for nine sacks. But yeah, it's just crazy. Um, I remember the moment, like, again, when. When we got that pick, well, first off, we lose the coin toss in overtime. Oh, and, and the like, and the Chiefs celebrated like they won the fucking game. Yeah, like, like oh, it was against great. the Bills, and the Bills game memories come up. Yeah, and it was and it was just like I don't know, like Patrick Mahomes is like not a like like I don't know like an easy person to to like, but like these last two games, whenever he's like celebrated after winning that cost, I've been like fucking. Well, and of course his fucking dumbass brother and his wife too. Yeah, or everybody girlfriend, hates they them. They both stink. 
Well, yeah, I, I actually read the bevy of articles about. Have you read like kind of all? The, I read, I read one or two. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck no, I, I clicked around. But ratings. We get the interception on like the second or third play, and then uh, that was on I third think, down. It was on third yeah, down. And then we, then we realize like, oh my god, are we at? Because like, let me step back at the end of regulation where the Chiefs were down three and inside the ten, and you know Tony Romo's like, you gotta let him score, and I'm just like, no, you don't. We're winning. Like yeah. we're not losing. We're winning this game. We can still hold them to a field goal. But even in that moment, I think you and I both started to feel like, ah, yeah, here it is. It may not work out here. And then Sam Hubbard gets two fucking sacks. Oh, 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 nearly a strip sack. Yeah, and then I'm like, we're winning. I don't know what Mahomes was doing there. You know, like Mahomes dropped back and like span around in a circle. And then we get the ball. I think. I mean, hats off to Joe Mixon because he carried us in overtime and at the end just had such big runs, you know, timely runs. We get into field goal range and then obviously the kick is made. I I think I was just like down hand, head head in hands, like sitting in front of the TV while you're just like doing laps around my house, screaming, like throwing my fist and and, and then laughing. Like, like I think both of us like laughing. And then it all kind of caught up to me as I'm just like sitting there and, gonna get sentimental here for a sec but like thinking of my uncle who passed away a few years ago who was a sports writer in this town for 36 years you know just like happy for him in heaven right yeah. and then my grandpa where the running joke in our family has always been what he would say is there'll never be a winner in this town so just thought about them and all this shit and just started crying like i did when hangman fucking won the title but it was like a cry mixed with a laugh and then i just remember you like came up from behind me and bear hugged me as i was just laugh crying and yeah man uh never gonna forget that me neither like like, like seriously like, i'm so glad we were able to make it work to watch together oh, and nope, we didn't nope. have to watch isolated alone oh yeah and like it was a complicated ride because i guess to talk about my personal my uh grandfather passed away uh last thursday 86 yes. years uh reggie rand reg um, reggie rand the farmer and <laughs> um you know i i um had to go to louisville because um am i gonna talk about this okay um i have a dark blue suit it's right here and i'm yeah, like we're not editing this either so i'm, I'm going to be a pallbearer in the funeral um, i'm going to carry my grandfather's casket to his grave where actually he's gonna be buried at corn creek baptist church beside my great grandfather and my great great grandfather you know, Excellent. we're like, we're like, you know, generations of my family have been, buried. we have that similar thing. Like my grandparents, their siblings, my uncle's buried there. Yeah. Now my, my nephew that, yeah, yeah, he's there yeah. as well. So yes, I, yeah, I, I get I, it. I, I, awesome. I, I, I think yeah, it's very, there's a big tower that says like Rand, you know, yeah. beside it, you know, it's like, it's Good cool, stuff. but it's also a thing. Like I imagine like being in that graveyard <laughs> with like lightning and like yeah. seeing it, it'd be like haunting. But uh, no, we gotta. We're gonna uh, lay my grandfather to rest. Uh, but um, no, this blue suit wasn't good enough uh, for uh, a certain person in my family. So I went and bought a two hundred dollar black suit, um, and I had to go there to get fitted for it on Sunday. And I also was also tasked um, to come back here to get other stuff, um, and like which was going to make me late for the game. So I kind of you know said hey we're gonna kind of shift our schedule around 
yeah. I, you know, wound up making it for the game. When and, we uh, were maybe going to record something that day, yeah. and I'm just like, you know what? I don't even want to fucking deal with oh, that right oh, now. And, and, I'm about and I knew you had errands and shit, so. Oh, yeah. And I want to say, like, my grandfather was a big football fan. My, my Reggie Rand was a shareholder of the Green Bay Packers. How about You that? know, yeah. So, you know, it was, uh, you know, obviously, like, that season didn't end super well. Actually, uh. <laughs> The day before he went into hospice, uh, was that 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 Packers lost the ICA, yeah, you know, lost. But uh, we saw lots of Bengals on Sunday, though. I see you, I see you. No, but no, it was uh, um, I don't know, like, like, I, I'm, I'm glad we made it happen despite the yes. circumstances, despite being sick, absolutely, uh, 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 despite the, the 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 well, we weren't sick at the time, yeah. You know, like we were, we were both clear of the symptoms, but we both technically still had COVID. So yeah, just a crazy situation. And I know, obviously I spent all the time with you, but on air, I just want to say, obviously so sorry about Reggie. And I hope all the, the services and family things go well this week, because oh, no, I'm no, sure they will. No, they will. He, he's extremely beloved and, uh, you know, like tons of people loved him. Um, there's going to apparently be like pretty bad snowy weather. Oh yeah, but, but, that's but, but, true. Yeah, but 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 people will come out. People people gave a major fuck about that dude. Well, in such a reason. small town too, I'm yeah. sure that you know everyone probably knew him. So. Oh yeah, he's in the Kentucky Cattlemen's Hall of Fame, and he pioneered like certain types of farming. I re- I helped write his obituary, and I'm very proud to have done that with my dad. Um, As you should be. Yeah, before we, we did it before the Uval Duke game, and then his disposition <laughs> changed quickly. <laughs> well, good shit, man. Yeah. yeah, definitely a very, very memorable weekend. And we'll have now that we've got our uh, COVID immunities here, uh, we'll have to figure out what exactly what we're gonna do for the Super Bowl. You know, I don't. Oh, know. Oh, 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 I'm gonna go maskless, and I'm gonna rip some shots. <laughs> well, I, I don't know, gonna... like if I would rather like watch at someone's house. Like I've always been a more of a proponent of like watching a game. I, at I honestly feel house. like we could whip something together at Boyascos. That would be. And then excellent. if we win, like. Just fucking hit the streets. Well, like, well, that's well, what I, well I, I'm taking the next day off regardless. Cincinnati public schools. Yeah. 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 They're, yeah, off. they're off. So I'm taking, I'm taking that next day off regardless. Like, but yeah, and- I figure if we win, you know, probably want to be just downtown mixing it up, you know, like Louisville when Louisville won, were you like on Cardinal Boulevard? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I yeah. ran there and Shelby Budrick puked yeah. on the way. Like we were sprinting down. Like I remember we're sprinting down third street and Shelby Butrick or Budrick like turned into a yard and yacked. Yeah, we <laughs> like, were watching it at some like uh, ooh, excuse, little shitty bar by Freedom Hall. Like I don't even remember. It's was like it the Hall pizza. of Fame Cafe. Oh, oh no, that, it was the, like a Derby pizza, City Pizza Company. Maybe that our buddy yeah, yeah. Andy kept calling it the Pizza Palace, but we watched the game there. And then we just basically grabbed a bunch of beers from someone's house nearby and walked. And just to ran campus. down. Oh yeah. And you I mean, we're chugging sprayed. beers yeah. and just throwing bottles in the street, and they're breaking. You know, it was chaos. You yeah, know, it, it was, was absolute it was chaos. Yeah. So that's the thing. Like, if we win, it's going to be chaos here. Yep. Oh god. And definitely want to be out and about in that if we win. But yeah. I'd almost feel better like watching the game at Boyascos. Or oh Boyascos yeah, yeah, or yeah, whatever. yeah. Like, no. I think that's what we'll do. With a smaller group of people, 
that are really into it where you can hear the game. Oh, I mean, oh, but- yeah, we can be by the TV and we don't have to go like to a place and like give $5 for a beer. Or yeah. And have, or maybe have to stand, but yeah. anywho, now we're just making plans on our show here, but any, <laughs> it's exciting. And we pretty much decided like after this happened that we were just going to talk about the game. And, you know, like we said, kind of focus on maybe some Bengals content here over the next couple of weeks. Um, but uh, we'd be remiss uh, not to talk a little. Re- we actually we watched the Royal Rumble together over Zoom the other night, and uh, it kind of stunk. But we'll get into it. I think in lieu of doing a full review, and you know we obviously wanted to talk a little bit of beach break as well. That we'll just kind of gloss over some stuff because you know we're uh, we're doing this now Tuesday night after our two day Bengals hangover. But but uh, you, but you know what I say we do. Before What's we go that? into that, I say we snag into a uh well I was get, I was just a about landscape. to see it a, yeah. a little adsky, yeah. A little adscaped for the man. What do you got there? Oh, I've got manscaped Is that the deodorant. Deodorant zero residue. So um my 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 um current deodorant just expired. So this is number one. You know? Yeah. I'm gonna be using and this uh to wear to my grandfather's funeral. Hell um, yeah. not, not that I feel like it's necessary, you know, but uh <laughs> but you'll be smelling great. Yeah, it is. And uh, I do really want to talk about, um, I have now used multiple times the, the plow, uh, the plow 2.0. Yeah. I got like, <laughs> it's a different experience. Cause like with a normal razor, it, it like attempts and this to, is, be, to let the people know the plow is a face razor, but it's not electric. It, it's, it, it's not electric and you have to like, you unscrew it and you put like blades in there. It comes with like yeah. three or four blades. Um, but the best part about it is like, with a normal razor, it attempts just to be like super like fast, like, you know, but like whenever you like, you basically have to hold this at a 45 degree angle on your face mm-hmm. and cut down. Um, but you like feel just kind of like the hair just being like, it's a really, yeah. it's a really interesting sensation. Like that, you're that, getting one of those hot shades. You know? Yeah. Like you're getting a hot shade. Yeah. You can feel that. And uh, no, it's we did that cool. on my brother's wedding day, which was pretty cool, but it's uh, pretty cool. Yeah, so we, we didn't want to necessarily do a, a full, like, scripted ad read here, but we do have one week to go in our yes. trial partnership, which ends February 9th, which will be a week from whenever this is released, tomorrow on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um, and you've heard all about the products. You know, Bo just talked about the deodorant, the plow. You've heard all about the lawnmower 4.0, the crop reviver, the crop preserver. We talked about their lip balm, their foot wash, their you groin wash. model. It was, yeah, it was funny. their body wash. They've got hair, hair, general hair products, just all kinds of good stuff. And Beaumont, how, why don't you tell the people how they can take advantage of this special offer for one more week? For, for one more week and from now until February the 9th, please go to manscaped.com. And if you would like to buy one of their wonderful products, whether it's the Plow 2.0 Face Razor, which I a zillion percent highly recommend. Like I've used blue razors and like shady little razors all my life. Like, this is what's up. Like, this razor is cool. Um, that deodorant, the lawnmower 4.0, especially like for shaving down here or for you hairier people. Um, crop I've preserver. Been, I've been using the crop preserver ball deodorant almost daily. Crop reviver, um, their underwear, any of that yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, please go to manscaped.com, use promo code BBB. That's promo code BBB at manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping. 
free shipping. It's it's a deal, man. And yeah, we put out a couple videos recently, which we'll be sharing those more this week. You get to use the crop reviver and crop preserver on a wonderful model. You get to hear all about my wonderful date experience and uh, rocking a Thunder Rosa shirt, which we need to tag her in the next week. Oh, yeah, we uh, ought to. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we haven't done that yet. But uh, yeah, like Bo said, 20% off free shipping, manscaped.com, promo code BBB for one more week. Support the boys and help us to get paid. Thank you. Yep, do it. (laughs) And uh, as we said, we're not editing this episode. So you want to talk a little wrestling real quick? Yeah, let's talk it. Which would would you prefer to talk Royal Rumble or AEW Beach Break first? Uh, Can I put that chicken in real quick? (laughs) Yeah, go for it. Yeah, one second. a little royal rumble real quick (laughs) (laughs) the show that uh many wwe casual fans tune into just maybe hoping that they'll they can convince them to stick around and uh boy our buddy vince just really did a shitty job with that (laughs) yeah like i think like I've heard like many comments, like particularly with the men's Royal Rumble. Oh, uh, it sucked. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's one of the worst I've ever seen. Yeah. And I, you know, I generally like had a good time watching the show because like whenever you're watching wrestling with friends, it's always a good time, regardless. I think, you know, it's like even if it's shitty, we can shit on it. And we are on a Zoom with me, you, and our buddy Luke. Yeah. And I thought the women's rumble was pretty solid. I mean, it wasn't incredible, but it was good. It was watchable. You had a ton of old timers come back. I liked Ivory getting on the microphone and just getting immediately tossed out. Yeah. I predicted the Rousey win. So I'll put a little feather in my cap for that, but it was entertaining. Mm-hmm. But by the yeah. time the men's came around and when Lesnar lost, Whoop. I, no, yeah. go ahead. Oh yeah. Well, I, I, I think like for a lot of WWE fans, like, this being explained to me, because like you know, I aborted like look following WWE stories ever since uh, we went to Atlanta. Atlanta, since we all, were all contractually obligated, all willy nilly, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that bastard Turner take us back. Yes, um, but uh, like that Roman and and Seth Rollins match ending in the DQ, like it needed your like context for me to be like, okay, now I get it. But like for for like someone who hasn't been following that story, that like it would be a massive WTF. Just like what is this stupid shit? Um, yeah, and I didn't and I, hate now, that. And, and now I get it. Like like I like you get it with context, but you have to have context, you know. Yeah, well, and the context should be that hey, this is going to be building towards a bigger story, but now we know it's going to be Lesnar reigns at WrestleMania. So where does Seth Rollins fit in here, getting yeah. screwed? You know, nowhere. Yeah. Um, you know, unless they're ultimately building to like Reigns losing the belt to Rollins at SummerSlam, but like in a nutshell, that finish didn't agitate me as it did a lot of people. It seems on Twitter, like it's a unique finish. It's not something you see often where the guy gets DQ'd for not letting go of a hold. But what I did think was a big fucking geek. Was, you know, Rollins' arm was dangling. You know, he's getting choked out, and the ref does the classic, like, puts his arm up. 
Yeah. And he literally put it in like, it's almost like referee Charles Robinson grabbed Rollins's arm and forced it onto the rope for the yeah. rope break. Like the, it, it just looks the execution of it yeah, was it so bad. poor. Yeah. But you know, that finish, I kind of, I like because it's unique, but it's like, ah, oh, this isn't exactly how you want to open this show that has a ton of eyeballs on it, which likely isn't, there's not going to be a resolution till well after WrestleMania to this specific story. I gather, you know, it's not like they're Probably. giving Rollins the belt before then. Like it's already been determined Lesnar's fighting Roman, but, mm-hmm. and then in the WWE championship match, you had Reigns interfere to help Lashley win or to screw Les. It's like, you're going to have a fuck finish in your mm-hmm. two biggest matches. And but, then the which, men's rumble, which, which the belt turned then, right? Like, did, correct. Lesnar, yeah, but it's yeah, like, had... it was a complete, it was an interference by Reigns because the ref was down. It's like yeah. just not clean, just so much shenanigans. And then in the men's rumble, it's like, I remember I said it like halfway through. I'm like this, I, it just feels like Lesnar's coming in at 30 and winning this thing. Yeah. And what happens? Lesnar comes in at 30 and wins the damn thing. Man. And I'd be remiss. I'd, like the women's rumble was way better. Yeah, it was. It was, yeah. and not to say that it was like incredible, but it was serviceable and watchable and entertaining. Yeah, when like, your highlights, like you, you knew what was going on. Like you yeah. knew, like when the legends came in, like had an idea of like who they were, what they were going to do. Yeah. You know, like it wasn't when just backloaded. When your like, highlights are Rick Boogs and Otis, you got a problem here. Yeah. And, you know, even with the finish of Lesnar and McIntyre, and there's a lot of history there, it's like, can't you let them go at it for 30 seconds? Nope, Lesnar just dumps them over and that's it. Shane McMahon's in your final three. He threw out Kevin Owens. Yeah, I don't even remember who got Big E out, but he got jobbed. AJ Styles gets thrown out by Madcap Moss. (laughs) Whatever that sneeze was, I'll take as your retort. Yeah. But yeah, and it's just like there were no surprises. You know, there's the whole Mickey James came in as the impact champ. So rumors are swirling. Will there be a forbidden door entry? Nope, none of that. Not even not even a glimmer of a surprise. And the people that you wanted to do well got fucking jobbed out. Yep. <laughs> you got anything to add? No, other than like, I don't know, like. I remember at that point, it just kind of seemed like, you know, we were like kind of with the show for a little bit. And then at that point, you know, I was just sort of like drunk and just like WTF. Yeah, it's man, it's just and I've watched a lot of rumbles. I watch a lot of rumbles every January. Tis the season. I've seen them all. I've seen them, most of them, if not all of them, multiple times. And I'd say this is definitely a bottom three to five maybe oh, bottom wow. three rumble ever just to get like there was no unpredictability there was no even exciting like stories within the match that i can even remember that was compelling and it's just like i'm marcus from uh fucking world elite pod when i did the thing with uh front face lock said was 2003 the most like mid card and undercard rumble ever which i didn't agree with but i get it but like this one it just felt like it was mid carter after mid carter after mid carter after mid carter coming in in the entire middle and it's just like there's no nothing exciting going on here and it just felt telegraphed that lesnar was going to win and he did it's just 
Especially when they come in at 30. Like, how many times have they done, like, they come in at 30 and they win? Yeah, it's, I bet it's probably happened, like, five times. Yeah, so, so like, I guess ultimately rare when um, in the and larger I, scheme of things. And I didn't, you know, we wanted to watch the show and review the show because I fucking love Royal Rumbles, and they're usually pretty good, but uh, it wasn't. And yeah. uh, that's just a reminder of why I don't watch WWE week in, week out, and why I just kind of pick my spots. And when one of the best matches of the night was the one that no one gave a shit about, and that was the It Couple versus the Grit Couple, which was Edge and Beth Phoenix against Miz and Maurice. Again, you got a bit of a problem. Although, I will say Maurice stole the show. Oh, Dios mio, she oh. just looked amazing. Yeah, she's a babe. In that skimpy uh, whatever she was wearing there, and boy, she looked great. But, uh... Yeah, I mean, I thought the the Rollins-Reigns match was a good match. I enjoyed it. You know, even the ending didn't piss me off that but, bad. But still, there was, like, focus story, and you knew yes. what was going and on. and it didn't and piss like, me and, off and that And the rest of the match of... It was just flailing around. The rest of the pay-per-view, I feel like, yeah, it was a I'm gradual not... progression to, like, flailing around, not knowing what's going on. Yeah, it definitely got worse. Like, after the women's rumble, it just kind of fell off a cliff. Like, I thought the Lashley... Lesnar match was not very good. It was just the same old formula of suplex, 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 and then Reigns comes out. It's like, these are two legit MMA guys. Couldn't you make this more of like an actual fight than just the same damn formula you've done with Lesnar for the last seven years? For real. And it's just, I know people are loving this run Brock Lesnar's on, um, like, you know, say it's some of the best shit he's done from like a character standpoint, and that's all well and good, but it's like they just keep going to this fucking well over and over and over and over again, and uh, yeah, I don't care, and that's why we don't watch it, so uh, anywho, uh, just want to mention a couple AEW things first off, uh, the ladder match between Cody and Sam, which Dave Meltzer gave five stars I don't agree with that, but uh, you have the five stars, really? Yeah I think Azar and I both said it at like four and a quarter. Like, it was awesome. I had a ton of fun watching it, but um, it was far from perfect. Sammy definitely needs to sell a little better. He'd be much better as a heel. I'm surprised he won. Um, But that cutter spot is one of the best things I've ever seen in a ladder match ever. And, I mean, they certainly did some big spots there. Didn't necessarily care for Fuego running out. Like, I just thought that was Fuego's kind of Fuego's a little shrimpy. I like him. I like him a lot, but he's kind of a shrimp, isn't he? Yeah. He really it was just unnecessary, but I presume you enjoyed the match, though, right? Oh, yeah, I did. Like, no, like, it yeah. definitely had, like, kind of the, the epicness. Uh, yeah, uh, especially uh, the uh, second half like of that. it. The second half of it, obviously, when they were pulling out all the big moves, it was well, like, well, 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 it wasn't like, good. like, when, when I think about the, um, Ladder matches we saw next, he was a lot of slight slamming people with ladders and like using them as weapons. But this was like jumping off of the ladders, Correct. it was still yeah. like a very bodily, uh, corporeal thing. And uh, yeah, I, 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 I respected that and appreciated that way more than like simply like smacking people in the face with the yeah, you know, they ladder. didn't use it as a weapon much, but, um, which, which, which I'm glad because like that's like you know, next, like, like what's always be, overdone, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, it was tight. Um, real quick, want to talk all the MJF and Punk stuff was amazing. We've got the match next week, apparently. Um, 
yeah, but do you think this match – so I guess let's just treat this as a little more of a preview. Do you think this match is actually going to happen tomorrow? I don't know. Uh, I want to say probably not because I think that's like at the, you know, better odds of maybe being right because it's just yeah. like – I don't think so. Or like, like or there's going to be like a real bullshit kind of finish. Yeah, or MJF will cheat to win. Like I have a feeling they're going to have this match at Revolution. Mm-hmm. I mean – you would think. Um, but is it kind of a first time or do they have a match here where MJF cheats? Um, someone mentioned on Twitter, like bringing in that MJF brings in some jobber with the initials MJF, yeah. which I think would be great. You know, it's like, yeah, I said you'd get a match with MJF and here's MJF. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like I thought that mm-hmm. would be pretty good. Uh, but yeah, I feel like something is afoot here yeah. for this match, and uh, it's certainly not going to be clean. You're right. Um, and we'll have something will happen which uh, leads it to revolution. Um, the game, in and of itself, may be the thing that's afoot. Yeah, and I mean they've obviously <laughs> been building this for the over two afoot. over two months. Because yeah. like when I was at the December first Dynamite. Um, in Atlanta, it was already like week two of building that. So it's like, this has been a long build already. Obviously we want to see the match, you know, MJF was ducking him in that six man tag few, about a month or so back. So mm. the build's been incredible. Can't wait to see it, whatever it is tomorrow. But yeah, I feel like shenanigans are going to be at play. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's like classic MJF, which is yeah. why we love him. So, and then we had, um, the lights out match with Orange Cassidy and Adam Cole, which was a ton of fun. And Orange actually got the W, not something uh, many people saw coming, but uh, quite another fun match here as yeah, well. well. Yeah, I'm glad. Like, I feel like a loss to Orange, like for one of these new guys in AEW, makes sense because Orange, I think, really like epitomizes and represents kind of the differences between like AEW and WWE, you know. I feel like Orange is just kind of like, you know, if you're going to lose to somebody, like, here's a really popular guy who would, like, very much so not be in the other company or would yeah. not act like that in the other company. So, I, I think that I think that makes a lot of sense. Like, I don't think Orange needs to be that much over. But I think, like, he could use a good one. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he got the win before you started covering with Jericho. He kind of won that feud, which was a big win for him. This was a signature win. Um, I, it doesn't count in the rankings. But who gives a fuck about rankings? Since yeah, it was I mean, a he already. Out match. I mean, he had a title match. He was great in it. So. Yeah, but like with now, the question is, where do these two guys go from here? I mean, you have to think this feud is over. Cole is still technically undefeated since yeah. the loss doesn't count on his record, and I know he was the number one contender. And we still don't have an opponent for Hangman at Revolution, assuming he beats Archer next week, which I'm sure he will. So some have been speculating that Cole will be facing Hangman at Revolution, which would be interesting. Um, I hope Orange gets somewhat of a push from that. I could see them also going like a big, you know, match with the Elite and the Best Friends, kind of how they did with the Elite and Jurassic Express. Yeah, and Christian last at the last paper because like they've now mixed Brit into this story you've got the red dragon guys fishing o'reilly they have that and chris stantlander yeah yeah and then like rocky romero's been around trent you know so they could and those two sides have been embroiled but you could kind of go 
you know, I don't know where they're going to go with it, but hopefully orange gets a little bit of a push out of this. Um, you know, it's, you know, all the, all the marks on Twitter, all the big WWE fans are saying like, Oh my God, they're burying Adam Cole. It's like, no, they're not. He's been yeah. on TV every week. This was his first loss. It technically doesn't even count. Um, let's just calm down. Um, and we also got the appearance, the debut of Dan Housen. Yes. Which I know, like, even me, I wasn't super familiar with him. Obviously, I'm well aware of who he was. I've never actually seen him wrestle. Um, he's all over social media, and I know people fucking love him. So I sent you a couple videos that I found on him that I found there to be quite easy. interesting. Yeah, I mean, great, great character. And uh, just kind of excited to see what he can add to the fold here. People fucking love this guy. Me too. Yeah, no, yeah, he seems like a – no, he's got like a lot of like anytime I get on Twitter, there's all kinds of like images and, you know, stuff like that for him. You know, like seems like he has like a very big sort of like iconography or like, thing, yeah. you know, yeah. Definitely more of like a comedy character that like I know Tom had mentioned, like he's not the best wrestler in the world, but he's got that care. Yeah, iconography is a good like people care about him and he's very, very unique. Yeah. yeah. They're, 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 there's images and there's things associated with them that, that aren't like winning in the ring. Yeah. And one of the yeah. things he mentioned in that video is like that he likes to collect teeth. So, and he's already obviously with Cole here. So I'm wondering, can he mix something up with Britt Baker and maybe go to her dentist office and get yeah. some teeth? Oh yeah. No, that sounds like pretty apt. <laughs> I would say for damn sure. Uh, but let's uh, let's wrap this baby up. We just wanted to make sure we still got something out this week. Mostly sure. wanted to talk Bengals, but at least hit on these other shows. Uh, anything you want to add before we close her up? What a breathtaking week it has been. Like I'll never oh. forget. I'll never forget this week for you know. I would say like like the ups and downs. Um, yeah, I mean you've certainly had those. No yeah, doubt. yeah, yeah. But like you know, it's been uh, like yeah, I'll, I'll definitely never forget it. Like I like you know, like we're like coming home today, like felt like or or, or a day ago felt like really weird because I had been at my parents' house for probably the longest I've ever been in my parents' house since yeah. I moved out from them, and like coming back home and like sleeping in this bed, like which yeah. was you know. First time in, oh, yeah, over a week, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah, like 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 I felt it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like, like I'll never forget this week. And I think ultimately when push comes to shove, that will be a good thing. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we had COVID when the Bengals fucking made the Super Bowl, even though we yeah. were pretty much over it, but yeah, that whole week prior you had the family stuff as well. Yeah. Just crazy, crazy stuff. Well, Hey, hopefully in fucking 12 days, we'll uh, have another celebration here. And even if not, I mean, what a fucking season it's been, what a ride it's been. And, you know, we're never going to forget this whole ride, you know, that whole month of January and into February. It's, it's crazy. It's unbelievable. It's unreal. Yes. Yeah, it completely is. And like, Oh my God, like can't wait until like the next day, you know, like, like each day, like leading up to it is sort of like a, a whole new animal. And, I know uh, it sucks that we have to wait a week over a week. Like it's 12 days before the game. That's like, ah, yeah, no, I ain't watching the pro bowl. That that's not going to whet my appetite at all. I ain't watching the fucking pro bowl. I don't know. All right. Well, good shit. Who day, baby. Who day, baby. Bye. I need to tell you something about Micah.